Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Let's Go on an Adventure. I apologize for the delay in this podcast. Unfortunately, I have been sick. Um, weather in my area decided to be all sorts of chaotic and decided to give me a run for my money. But I'm back, I am healthy, and I am ready to start this up again. I hope your guys' weekends have been well, so let's get into this next adventure. So the books that I'm going to be talking about today is actually an oldie. Um, originally came out in 2002. Um, it's a small series or a cycle uh, of four books. And it was very popular. Absolutely a big seller back in 2002 to 2011. Um, and the author is absolutely amazing i know i said that about sarah j maz and sarah j maz is amazing as well however what i find amazing about this author is his age so the series that i'm talking about is none other than the inheritance cycle for those of you who don't know the inheritance cycle first book is the most well-known called aragon yes the very well-known aragon book and aragon movie which many of us book readers find to be an abomination but we'll talk about that later now the reason why i find this series absolutely amazing is one it's super 100 percent fantastical um it's all about magic and dragons and you know a fallen kingdom the the whole gambit something that's totally fictitious that draws you out of the real world and puts you into a fictitious world and that's the reason why i read I read so I can escape reality, and this one definitely makes it so you can escape reality for sure. Uh, the first book, Aragon, was published in 2002 with 530 pages. Now, that's about an average book for, for most, um, you know, usually between four to 500, uh, so it's just a bit above average. However, what makes it so amazing is the author. Now, the author, his name is Christopher Polani, and he's amazing. What made this so amazing is he started writing Aragon when he was 15. 15. So he started writing it in, I think, 1998, I think is, is what it was. He graduated early doing homeschooling, so he graduated at 15, um, which, again, also an amazing feat, um, and started writing this book. And... For those of you who may not know all that goes into writing a book, there is so many times where you have to, you write it out, you scratch things, you rewrite certain parts, and then sometimes you'll get ideas and ideas that change the whole aspect of your story. And sometimes you have to completely change it, completely change it. And so it took him about four years before he published. The first book published in 2002, like I said, when he was 19 years old. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, not very many people can say, yeah, I had my first bestseller when I was 19. Because it was. It became a bestseller within the first six months. And now, bestsellers usually take about that time. But even still, he was 19. There's not very many authors out there that can say that they published so young. His next book came out uh, three years later in 2005 called Eldest, and that one jumps about another 150 pages, which, again, still pretty amazing, uh, 694 pages, and they just keep going up. They just keep going up. Uh, the fourth movie, 
called Brissinger, which was published in 2008 at 831 pages. And the final book was Inheritanced at 860 pages and published in 2011. Now, I know some of those words you're like, or that one word Brissinger, you're like, what the heck does that mean? So that's actually a word in the series. It's a magic word, if I remember right, meaning fire. Actually, I'm pretty sure it does mean fire. So used as, you know, kind of like a spell or whatever, or power over an element kind of thing. And it's really cool. Now, I did mention that a movie did come out <laughs> from Aragon, and it actually came out a year after book two came out, after Eldest came out. And um, it was highly anticipated and very much a letdown for us readers. Man many of us were very, very upset on how this movie came out. Now, if you haven't read the books and you like the movie, that's fine. As a standalone movie, without reading the books and knowing that it's a, it's a uh, book adaptation, um, it's, it's fairly okay. It's pretty good. You've got action. You've got magic. It's definitely a thrilling hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes for, you know, young teenagers. And would definitely be something that I would have my kids watch, but then I'd have them read the books because in a way I'm kind of mean. <laughs> because once you read the book, you look at the movie and you go, what did I just watch? This, this had nothing to do with the book. This had, was a very, very vague, you know, description of what was actually going on in the book. They left a lot out. And unfortunately, that's not uncommon for book adaptations. Like, I'm going to say about seven out of ten times a book will come out with a movie and it just does not go well. Um, this one is obviously a... Uh, uh, an example, another example would be Inkheart uh, with Brandon Fraser, uh, and he did his role well. I'm going to also point out, more times than not, it's not the actor's fault. More times than not. Um, it's usually the script. The script was done absolutely horrendously. The actors, there was a pretty good acting crew for uh, Aragon, just as there was for for Inkart and Aragon, you had the wonderful Jeremy Irons, who plays one of the main characters. In Inkart, you have Brandon Fraser. I mean, these are pretty, pretty top-notch actors, and the movies kind of just were not that great. Now, even though I say they weren't that great, this movie, particularly Aragon, still came in on top in the box office. Uh, it had a budget of a hundred million dollars. And it grossed domestically about $250 million. So it still made bank in the box office. Um, so people liked it. It's just us book readers were, were very upset. We were expecting, you know, it to actually do well. To be a good adaptation from the book. Um, good examples would be Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings for how much there is and how much detail there is. The movie adaptations... Not The Hobbit. Hobbit kind of went wrong with that. But the Lord of the Rings trilogy actually did pretty well compared to the books. Because there's there's a lot that goes that's in the book that's described and everything. And it's, it's really hard to put in a movie. As it was, those movies were about three hours long. And if you get the extended cut, it makes each movie about four hours. So making the whole trilogy about a 12-hour watch. So if you're willing to go that far. I would say do it because the extended cut is worth it. I think the last one actually ends up being about four and a half hours. Yeah, I'm that nerd. It's it's okay. We love me anyways. I would say another book adaptation movie. Don't come after me for this, okay? 
but to compare it to the book, I would say Twilight actually did pretty okay. Don't come at me. I mean, I know we all are kind of cringe when we say Twilight and Stephanie Meyer and everything like that. And you know what? When it came out, we were all like 14, 15 to 16 years old. And I think the reason why we hate it now, because I watched it the other day for kicks and I thought about it and started laughing. All of us girls, we were all Bella. Like we all went through that phase of, you know, barely talking, being blushy and like stuttery when a crush comes to us. So, you know, we hate it because we see ourselves in it. <laughs> just just own it. Just own it. But as an adaptation goes, the movie itself was not terrible when it comes to following the book and such like that. Uh, other good adaptations, or for the most part, good adaptations, I thought Narnia did really well. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, Prince Caspian kind of, you know, was okay, but there was a lot that they added that I was like, oh, this wasn't actually in the book. You're adding for cinematic effect. The third one I felt like went back on track, and then unfortunately they couldn't continue due to budgeting. So, which is saddening because that was actually a pretty decent series. The cast was pretty great. And let's face it, we all have, you know, that one little eye candy when we were younger. So, but anyways, so Aragon actually did really well. Um, Eldest was a great book. Brissinger was a great book. They were all pretty great. Um, for those who haven't read it, a quick little, I don't want to say recap, but a description of the book is simply this. There's a kingdom. It's not going well. The king is not a good king. He's actually very terrible. He takes, you know, from the poor, gives, put, lines his own pockets kind of thing. Um, the story kind of starts with a boy who goes into the forest. Uh, in a part of the forest that he's not allowed to actually hunt in because it's considered the king's forest because there's no meat. They need, they need meat. They need food. And the butcher is too much. And he's a farm boy. They don't have enough money for the butcher and everything like that. So he's trying to hunt so he can either sell the meat and make some money or put some, you know, meat in their home so they can, you know, not starve for the winter. And as he's about to hunt for this deer, there's this like huge flash and all of a sudden there's this stone, beautiful sapphire looking stone that's just right in the middle of where that flash was. However, you find out that this stone isn't actually a stone, but a dragon egg. Now, this is a big thing because dragons hadn't been around for a good few decades at minimum. I think 50 or 60 years, something like that. You know, dragons and dragon riders, because if there's a dragon, there's usually a dragon rider. And what happens is when an egg hatches, the dragon essentially imprints on a person. And when that person is imprinted on a kind of like a brand shows up on their palm that is kind of like the shape of a dragon or like some symbols and everything like that showing that you are a dragon rider and this dragon belongs to you now i say belong as a more of possessive term however when it comes down to it the dragon is still a very very sentient being and its own thing but as it gets older which i would say the time span was only a few months six months max if i remember right um once they become a teen or young adult dragon they actually create a bond with you to where, A, your life is basically immortal. If you die, your dragon dies. And if your dragon dies, your lifespan goes back to normal. You become basically a regular human again. Uh, but not only that, they can actually communicate with you. You can hear their mental voice in your head and they can hear you. That way you have an actual communication barrier as opposed to, you know, 
like with any other animal, you talk to it and it grunts or it growls at you and you kind of have to interpret what that means. They actually have a communication bond, which is super cool. Now, of course, because with any any book, when something like that happens, you know something bad is going to follow. And it does. There's stuff that follows. Um, they uh, Aragon realizes that the little village storyteller is actually an old dragon rider. And that's why he was so interested in Aragon, because he already knew. He knew it was going to happen, which kind of makes you go, How, well, how'd you know, old man? That what, what are you involved in? Kind of thing. But um, he also took a particular interest in Aragon and started teaching him what he needed to do and told him because of that, they needed to run because now they were in danger. And if they stayed, it was going to cause danger for the village. Unfortunately, they run a little too late and some things happen. And I don't want to spoil it too much. Just know that, you know, there is some team angst through it because it is a YA book. Um, uh, Aragon series is definitely very much YA about age 13 to 16 um, with everything. There's no spice in it at all. There's no sexual innuendo. I think there's like some like flirting, if I remember right. It's been a while since I've read these books, guys. So, so give me some slack. But it's very much all about the fantasy all about the fantasy which is great because a lot of times unless you're picking up a book to be like you know what i want to read something spicy today you pick up a book to you know be like i just want to go on an adventure let's read something different today let's let's figure it out you usually have an intent when you pick up a book on you know what am i feeling today am i feeling like you know i want to read something kind of spicy no do I, am i real you know feeling like i want to go into space no fantasy you know what fantasy let's let's do that you usually have a process of what you want to actually read. Now, the there's a bunch that happens in Aragon. A bunch that happens that leads into Eldest and that leads into Brissinger and that leads into Inheritance. Um, I will say that if you read Aragon and you actually enjoy it, make sure you go get Eldest next because it does leave on a bit of, of a cliffhanger. Actually, a severe cliffhanger, if I remember right, where you're going, wait, what just happened? What? Okay, time for book two. And if you're an avid book reader like me where that kind of stuff happens, yeah, you're usually grabbing your keys and going to the nearest bookstore and grabbing book two if they have it <laughs> because cliffhangers don't do well. I can't stand cliffhangers. Um, when I started reading Blood and Ash, I, it killed me. I, I did. I ran out and I bought another book in hardcover because that was all they had. I was willing to spend the $32 and just so I could read book two. And then went back again the next take. So I'd finished book two and I needed book three. And now I am eagerly waiting for book four. But that's beside the point. Now, as I said, Christopher Polanyi, he finished writing all of these in 2011. Inheritance being the last book. Um, but he hasn't stopped actually writing. He is still writing. Um, he's not doing so much fantasy, however, anymore. As much as he is delving into his sci-fi. Now, the last book that he or not the last book, but he did publish another book that was part of the Aragon series, like a little novella, but at the same time, a sub series, it looks like, uh, called the fork, the witch and the worm series called, uh, series called tales of Allegasia. And Allegasia is the world that Aragon inhabits. That's, that's the Aragon world. And, uh, it looks like it's, it's supposed to be a small series. Um, however, I didn't even know about this. It popped out, he published it in 2018. So I had no idea. I need to go get this book now because I'm curious. Uh, his last thing that he has published was back in 2020 uh, called 
to sleep in the sea of stars and it's a sci-fi which i'm not gonna lie i'm not the biggest fan of certain sci-fis i do have some uh i prefer like the uh don't judge me 40k warhammer tabletop series because it's it's a sci-fi i can understand uh, i do like firefly and serenity those are really good um when it comes to sci-fi there's usually a lot of elements that makes it difficult for me to understand and I, ha I have a hard time when it comes to the to the words um i am dyslexic uh but that's that's not what i mean sometimes when it comes to sci-fi they delve into theories and things that go so far beyond my head i have a better understanding if i can see it as opposed to read it so i love sci-fi movies uh for instance the island is one of my favorites um i robot which is uh also a book however the book the movie is not related to the book whatsoever the book is a compilation of short stories i robot is one complete story um i liked jumper though jumper isn't quite a sci-fi and that's very much a b movie um of course star wars who doesn't like star wars uh that kind of stuff except for the last you know three no one likes the last three but when it comes to sci-fi i would rather see it as opposed to read it i have a better understanding if i can see it at that point now, the latest news that I saw, which does make me kind of excited that Christopher Poloni had said was he does want to continue the Inheritance series with a fifth book. So I'm curious to see if he actually does that. He said he wants to do it after he's done with his current sci-fi book that he's writing, which is cool. You know, sometimes some people are better at, you know, one project at a time. I know I'm most definitely like that. If I do more than one project at a time, I get lost in my projects. <laughs> you know, only only so much you can do with ADHD. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, things are left half, you know, unfinished. However, I'm really curious on how he would continue it with a book five. I don't know if he wants to actually do a book five from inheritance and have another one that continues that series or if he wants to do more of a sequel series to continue everything um and the reason why i say that is as, as my sister said inheritance pretty much wraps up pretty well not so much in a you know and they lived happily ever after but more of a uh, you know well that that's all folks you know have a great day kind of thing but so i'm curious to see what he would do if he's going to continue that as a series I would say it might be better to do a prequel series or not prequel, sorry, a sequel series and see like the dragon riders rise up, um, have more come from that kind of thing, as opposed to maybe continuing, you know, the inheritance cycle that just, I feel like at that point you're, you're pulling, pulling something apart that's already, already been finished and finished well. However, to do a sequel series or even a prequel series, um, a prequel series would be really cool because there was a lot that we don't know before this. We do know that there was dragon riders. We know that um, the dragon riders were portrayed by, you know, one dragon rider and essentially took them all out kind of thing. So a story based off of that would actually be really cool. Like have a prequel book that explains more of that in detail, what happened because uh, Braun was during that essentially rebellion, if you will. And that's that's how he lost his dragon. I would love to see more of that. I think that would be really cool. So if, you know, hey, Christopher Polanyi, if you ever hear this, check it out. You know, maybe this would be a better idea than continuing inheritance or do both. 
if you want to continue this world or expand this world of Allegasia more, because there's plenty you could possibly expand on uh, a sequel, uh, a prequel, different things. Like I said, I don't see a book five for the inheritance cycle, you know, being being much in all honesty. Now, I'm obviously not a magician. I'm not, I'm a writer, but it's been a while since I've read these books. Uh, maybe there was something that I'm missing that you could take from that and build on. And you know what? To each their own. I'm excited. I would be interested in. I was the type of person. <laughs> I was the one who was there at the midnight release for Brissinger. Um, and for those of you who are under the age of 20. Uh, yes, that was a thing. There was video game releases at midnight and there were book releases at midnight. And I was the one at book getting book releases. <laughs> so... <laughs> Parents didn't have to worry about me doing drugs. I was just out at midnight, you know, getting a book. So, <laughs> um, so I miss those days. I miss those book releases. But yeah, so it would be really interesting to see how he plans that. And I would be very interested to see what he does. And that basically wraps up today's episode for the Inheritance Cycle. Um, I do hope to have some more podcasts out here sooner than next week. I want to play catch up. I don't want to leave you guys hanging uh, from being sick. So keep an eye out. I'm on Spotify. I'm on, I don't think I'm on Pandora yet, but I'm on Podbean. I'm on uh, Samsung. I'm on a bunch of different platforms. So just take a look uh, for Let's Go On An Adventure. And thank you for listening today. And I hope maybe I helped you start your adventure. Have a good one, guys.